0: your A number one job is to save the deal, save your investors money. And sometimes that means going, saying that ugly word in capital call, you know, and no one likes it Um, the, the investors won't like it. Uh, y- you won't like it. Uh, but again, you're trying to save the asset. That's A number one. And then again, if you can make it through 2025 and beyond, then, you know, again, interest rates should be down lower. Uh, and then you're going to be just crushing it on the returns.
1: This is your daily real estate syndication show. I'm your host, Whitney Sewell. Today, our guest... Uh, is Kenny Wolf I and mean, somebody I respect in in this business. He's been doing this, you know, 14, 15 years now. Uh, just a lot of great experience that he shares over the next two days, a series of shows here. Uh, but a little bit about him: he's a founder and CEO of Wolf Investments, uh, author of "Investing in the Dream" and how to acquire multifamily real estate and attain total financial freedom. I know he shared, uh, you know, during the interview that I think they're they're over seven hundred million in assets right now. They're doing numerous asset classes. Uh, which we are going to dive into over the next two days. I, I encourage you to listen in uh, and listen to the full interviews because he shares a number of details uh, that I think, uh, whether you're passive or active, you're going to want to hear about these different asset classes, what they've done, even what, if you're struggling right now, um, you know, with the deal, maybe you bought a deal within the last couple of years and you're struggling, you're not sure what to do, he shares some nuggets for you as well and some, some things you need to be doing um, with that deal. Or if you're the passive investor, maybe you need to encourage your operator uh, if you know if some of these things exist in the deal that may, hey, you need to be taking some action uh, so, so you can not lose the deal, right? That's our main goal as an operator uh, is to preserve investor capital, right, uh, and, and to grow it. So listen to Kenny today. We're, remember, it's a series and we're going to d- jump into uh, another asset class that has received a lot of attention uh, tomorrow as well. Kenny, welcome back to the show. Honored to catch up with you and have you on again. It's been a while. We were just looking it up, and it was your show, you show two hundred and twenty-two back in the beginning of, of twenty nineteen. So a lot's happened since then, no doubt about it. Uh, but uh, you know, you're you're one of those in the business that I respect in a big way, and, and you know, you're out there making it happen. And so I, I love talking to guys and gals like yourself that are very experienced and, and uh, are doing well, and and. Uh, you know, especially in times like this, right? When deal flows almost non-existent on the multifamily side, I know we're going to jump into that. Uh, why don't you give the listeners though, a little bit more about your background? Uh, it's been a while since you've been on, you know, and maybe you can highlight some of the some of the things in your business or maybe we'll talk about a few of them. Because just so the listener knows, we're going to do a series. We'll do at least a couple of shows with Kenny um, and uh, highlight some of those moments that have helped you to to move forward, you know, in this space and in your business as you as you go.
0: Yeah. So I'll kind of update everybody. We, so we now are at 715 million assets under management today. Uh, So we're knocking on the door of the billion mark. That's pretty exciting. We think maybe next year uh, we'll cross over that um, because a few of our, uh, we have some development projects that should be delivering uh, first quarter, starting first quarter next year and kind of rolling off the assembly line. Uh, But, so yeah, so we do existing multifamily. Like you said, we've done that ever since, you know, 20, uh, 2010. Uh, so almost 14 years in the space in commercial real estate investing, um, and then you know, so seven years ago we still buy those today. But seven years ago we added two arms, so we have a triple net fund, a retail fund. Um, we actually have five now, so this is on our fifth fund now. Um, they're great for monthly cash flow, all high credit tenants. So think Dollar General's, Walgreens, um, CVS, those kind of uh, tenants uh, in our in those uh, in those funds. And then um, the opposite of m- monthly stable cash flow is development. Uh, so we do both ground up multifamily now in uh, Texas and Ohio. And then we got into the office conversion to multifamily game about three, year, three years ago, right in 2020. You know, what better time to buy an office, a vacant office building? Uh, so anyways, uh, so now we have 12 of those office conversions going on right now, 2.2 million square feet across the country. 11 of those are for um uh, in downtown locations, uh, one is in the suburbs. So we're, um, we're we're excited about those projects, and like I said, those should start. Our first one should be delivered back to us in January, February of twenty
1: twenty four. Yeah, nice. Uh, give us uh, maybe some of the 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 big moments in your career that like uh, were big leaps for you. All right, you know, two thousand ten, you got into you know multifamily. You know, was there something then that really set you on a path to success? You know, and maybe a year or two later, or you know, was there anything? Anything that sure. stands out to you is like, man, these are the crucial moments that really push me forward. Yeah,
0: I mean, I think it's the, you know, it's, um, you know, 2010 was a big move. I I came from oil and gas accounting, so I had no background in, in, in commercial real estate, uh, but I, I was... Um, I think fairly intelligent. Just surrounded myself with uh, vendors and 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 uh, folks that would help me get to our um, our end goal for our investors. Uh, so you know the management company, the pick the right insurance team, all those kind of things, lining those up beforehand, figuring that that team out, um, definitely um, uh, shortened the learning curve for us. And then really the other other kind of key things was um, key things were. You know kind of leaning in and so we, we 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 branched out quickly i mean three four years into it out to colorado so we bought out of state pretty quickly um, as well to, to to widen our deal flow and then uh, i'd say uh, 2020 was a big deal uh, for us because i just kept coming to the office i deemed myself essential uh, the, um, uh, and, and just kept coming to the office. I, I stayed home for like a day and couldn't do it with two dogs and two kids. So, uh, so anyways, uh, I love them, but it was too loud. Uh, it couldn't focus. So anyways, came, came out of the office and just really grounded out. So we ended up buying a, um, a very institutional deal, um, a deal that should have gone to an institution group buyer in downtown Dallas. And that kind of put us on the map. And then, then again, we bought our first office vacant office building the rockefeller building in downtown cleveland that also is a splashy kind of headline but those those key deals when you kind of can lean in at a time when maybe the institutional guys back out is a way to really uh, move your business in a big way uh because then after those two deals we started seeing all these institutional style uh, deals brought to us we are kind of invited to the table uh, so to speak you know once that uh once that happened so that was a big deal for us as well
1: Nice, well, that's awesome. Leaned in. I love how you you express that. You know, it's like uh, institutional deals that maybe not too long before that you may have thought were too big for you. Right? Exactly.
0: Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Good for you. That's awesome. I, I love hearing stories like that. Uh, well, let's let's talk about multifamily a little bit. I know that was your your bread and butter, right, for a long time. Right. Uh, and uh, like most of us, um, what's your sentiment on? On multifamily right now. And I know I want to get into how you all pivoted and into, you know, some the triple net and office conversions. We're going to talk about that just so the listeners know uh, as well. Uh, but where are you at on multifamily right now? Maybe some expectations around multifamily. Um, what are you seeing? And, you know, let's talk about it.
0: It's really strange right now for multifamily. Uh, it's, a, it's a really weird time to be in it. Um, it's been weird for a while, I guess, but th- this is really strange because what you have now is underlying metrics. So your rents are still going up. Your occupancies are really high, um, but your your debt's crazy or it could be crazy, right? So that's the thing. If you if you have, you know, low interest fixed rate loans, um, then you have, you know, then, then, you know, the grass is very, very green and, and will be for the next 10, 15 years, whatever it is. Foreseeable future, it's the guys, it's the folks that bought um, that bought in the past. I'd say twenty and twenty one and 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 on. Um, if they didn't one, if they did a bridge loan, that's fine as long as you bought a rate cap. If you didn't buy a rate cap, then you're just you're you're being hammered right now by capital calls. I mean, there's just no way to keep up with the that quick of a spike in interest rates, um, and then even those that those of us that did buy r- rate caps, what we're watching is you know in 2024, 2025, you're going to have these rate cap. Your loans are coming up on these bridge loans. So, what are interest rates going to be? No one really knows, right? So everybody's kind of watching that very closely on the debt side. But again, your underlying metrics, your rents, your your demand is is outstripping the supply, um, and will for decades to come, just because we're so undersupplied as a nation. Some markets are better than others on that, uh, but still, I mean, you've got you got the wind at your back on that side. So as long as you can figure out the debt side, uh, you're going to be just fine. Uh, but there's going to be some pain felt for sure uh, by folks that either didn't get the rate cap or um, just have bad timing on resetting. If if they're not stable now, um, going into a Freddie Fannie loan.
1: Yeah, yeah. You know, those that are. Uh, I, I guess I'm sure you've seen some already that that are in trouble, right? I know I have, right. have had different people text me and say, hey, Whitney, have you, you know, anybody that's done this yet or been through this or done a capital call yet or, you know, uh, and are asking questions because uh, there's definitely some distress, you know, starting. Uh, right. what, what do you see as some options? I, I know that like every situation is so different, right? But, but at a high level, maybe from some that you've heard from already, what are some options for them uh, that you know of or, or from uh, that they should be doing right now uh, to maybe not lose a deal? right? Or have to do a capital call.
0: Right. I mean, so it's all about surviving to 2025, because everybody's basically agreed that interest rates will be lower in 2025. We don't, maybe that starts in 2024. No one really knows. Um, the Fed doesn't even seem to know, uh, it seems like, but uh, now with this war in Israel, uh, it's going to be uh, interesting to see how that affects the Fed as well. But anyway, so that, so everybody's watching that. So for, for those that are in specific deals, I mean, it's really kind of like going to your lenders now before you have trouble. Um and trying to get a workout uh, kind of an early early extension or something. Again, just your your goal is to push that out till 2026, knowing that in 2025, um, you know, it's all kind of I guess understood at the moment that it's going to be um back to a, a big seller's market um in 2025, as long as you can survive 2024. So that's really kind of what Everybody is trying to solve for now, so you're you're do, you're digging in, dotting in, like looking at each deal. When's your loan deal due? Um, hopefully, it says 2025 or beyond. Uh, if it doesn't, then that's the, those are the ones you got to focus on now, and maybe go to your lender, try to get an early extension, try to work with them already um, before you're in trouble. And like you're gonna have to do, you may have to do capital calls. I mean, that I, no one likes to do that, but right now, as a as a syndicator, I mean, you're. Your a number one job is to save the deal, is to save their, you to save your investors' money, and sometimes that means going, saying that ugly word and cap, the ugly phrase, uh, capital call. You know, and no one likes it. Um, the, the investors won't like it. Uh, you, you won't like it. Uh, but again, you're trying to save the asset. That's a number one. And then again, if you can make it through 2025. And beyond, then you know again, interest rates should be down lower, uh, and then you're going to be just crushing it on the returns since then. So that's really kind of I don't know that was a, that was a lot to unpack maybe, but that was a long answer. Um, but that's really kind of what what we're doing up here now too is is weeding through all that, and then other I know other syndicators are as well.
1: Yeah, yeah. No, I, I loved how you said that. And even placing the first priority on hey, we're, we're not losing the deal, right? Not yeah. losing investor capital, uh, even if it means having to do a capital call. Uh, if it gets you through uh, till 25, right? Uh, then, right. you know, hopefully you can still save the deal and save your investors money, right? Even if it means everybody having to put a little more in at the moment. Um, uh, but, you know, are you. Uh, are you still looking for multifamily deals at the moment? Are you still uh, expecting to be able to close any multifamily deals right now? Is that a focus at all uh, for you all? So,
0: so, so we did close one this year. Um, or in the uh, it was uh, in April. Um, it was a rollover for 2022, though. There just wasn't been a lot of deal flow. I mean, I think I heard a quote that the sales volume is down 75 percent from last year for multifamily. So you're just not seeing a lot, uh, seeing a lot of uh, deal flow on that side. So we we really haven't even. We've seen some, but nothing that is super exciting at the moment. Everybody's kind of sick into their pricing at the moment. Um, So we actually tested the market um, on three of our assets that are stable just to see well, what's the value, what's the market paying these days. And so one of those deals we're going to, we already went to best and final. Um, It's a deal here in Dallas, Fort Worth, but um, it's actually our first syndication deal. So we've owned that thing for a very, very long time. We just wanted to test it out because we didn't have to sell it, uh, but we're selling it at about a five and a half cap. I mean, it's a B B class deal. Uh, it's nice. It's fixed up. It's stable, so they're able to go to Fannie and Freddie get fixed interest rate loans, avoid the rate cap. And the other two are in Cleveland, Ohio. And again, those are probably maybe maybe only a five percent discount from last year from 2022. So you're so you're still seeing it. Uh, folks are very very hungry to do multifamily deals this year. Um, and and if you do put one on like we did, those three. Um, you're you're kind of the bell of the ball because there's nobody else out there selling anything so um, so it was interesting to see that too and we're going to hit some awesome returns for investors on all three of those uh, three of those deals
1: love that uh, I, it's incredible It's nice you don't have to sell them right but you can right. go out and test <laughs> the market like that and <laughs> see what happens and and it's interesting to hear the turnout though you know of of buyers. Right. right for that for those deals uh and so congratulations to you uh you know y'all you making that happen and having some deal yeah. flow there speak to the um th- when you determine to say pivot into some other asset classes i know you're doing a few other things now uh you know as well outside of multifamily uh you know like the triple net or the office conversions and we'll dive into a couple of those um you know um, but when did you, when were you comfortable to say, you know, hey, let's go tackle this other asset class as well, um, you know, outside of, say, your, maybe multifamily was your main focus, but you did decide at some point to branch out? Yeah,
0: so seven years ago, uh, based around 2017 for both, actually, for the retail fund, uh, we did our first retail fund, bought $7 stores in Texas and Oklahoma, all my investors thought I was crazy. Kenny's lost his mind. He's the multifamily guy buying dollar stores. What's going on? So uh, so it took a lot of education. Uh so if you're you are a syndicator and you're 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 you know you're known as a multifamily person, then you jump into any other um any other other uh type of offerings, um, you know, it's gonna be like pulling teeth. And so uh so so we, you know, so I think on that first fund in 2017, we only, we only raised like a million seven. Uh, which at that time we were, we were easily raising four or 5 million, maybe more a, a pop on a multifamily deal within like a couple of days. Right. So, um, uh, it was like pulling teeth. Um, but, but then it really caught on. So now we've got 61 of those stores. So the 2022 fund, we raised $20 million, uh, in that single fund, bought 24 stores in that fund. And, and those are great. Like I said, they're all high credit. So you're buying those for your monthly cash flow. And so really we had a request from an investor who wanted more, you know, multifamily is great, but it's operational heavy, right? So you have to use, Chase rents and you have to fix toilets, right? And so it's going to be up and down every month. Um, but they wanted something more stable because uh, they just wanted to r- roll around their RV, collect ACHs, you know, every month from us. That's that's very stable. They could rely on it. Um, and had so basically, that was you know, the idea was to take out, strip out the operational risk as much as we could. So I actually talked to a guy that was um, a mortgage broker in the uh, in the business, um, Paul Peebles. You guys probably know him. Uh, I talked to him, asked him, what do people do after multifamily, you know, thinking that maybe there's some progression there. And he said, you know, they either do medical office or they do triple net, not because you make more money, but because they're a lot less headache. Uh, So, um, so anyway, so we, we, we jumped into the retail side. We love those um, again, all high credit there. And then the development side, um, um, that one, that one's a lot more moving parts. Um, And so that one, I just went out myself, bought some townhome lots across the street from our first syndication deal. Uh, and then, um, knew I wanted to do a deal that was already zoned. So had to mess with zoning. I talked to a developer about that. He says, never fight city hall, um, just, you know, buy stuff already zoned. And then also too, I wanted a deal where I did have to work with the city a little bit. So we, um, so it was, it was four townhome lots and I could turn them into six. Um, And so by, you know, by the Texas code. So anyways, went there, did that, worked with them, had, you know, had to present in front of the city, uh, city hall and uh, the city meeting and everything like that. So it was good, good practice. Uh, You know, basically built the team, uh, the GC team, and then my team that could manage the, manage that process as well. Uh, and then, you know, we did that deal, made made some good money and then um, and then end up buying six acres and doing an 88 unit mu- ground up multifamily deal. So we could prove it out to our investors that we knew what we were doing because um, it's just a, it's a 160 um, step process. Is what we have it down to. <laughs> so it's a lot more than than uh, than than your existing multifamily, and definitely way more than like the retail fund. So, uh, so it's really building your team around you and making sure you have that before you go out and syndicate your first ground up multifamily deal.
1: Yeah. So you found some experience, development experience to either partner with or bring on the team, I guess before before doing that or. How did you do that? Yeah, yeah, that that was the whole
0: idea behind those townhomes. Build those first and get a feel for that, um, and get comfortable with that process. Because if you can build six townhomes, you can do eighty, hundred, whatever it is. I mean, it's about the same steps. It's just you make more money on the bigger ones. So, uh, he might as (laughs) well go bigger.
1: Yeah, yeah, might as well. So, how did you narrow down? uh, You know, Paul people said uh, triple net or medical office. uh, You know, what were your thoughts about? You know, those. uh, You know, like medical office or. Uh, you know, but you all went into, yeah, the triple net, Walgreens, Dollar, Dollar Generals, those, you know, what were some of the deciding factors and what asset class you were going to move into?
0: Yeah. I mean, so we like, I like the high credit. I like the guarantee of those Walgreens and Dollar Generals because the parent company guarantees the rent. So, you, wow. so since 2017, we've never missed a rent payment at all from any of our tenants. Uh, and, then, and then even through COVID, we didn't have any kind of um, rent relief or even a rent reduction request at all uh, on all all of our portfolio because we focused on these high credit tenants and they were open all through the pandemic all, all of our folks so uh so we really didn't have an issue with that and i'm glad we did because there's other folks that that uh, that i knew in the business that they they went into like strip center strip malls strip centers um, and they had a lot of mom and pop owners and they definitely had rent relief requests and things like that so they were really uh kind of nervous throughout covid but uh, but our, ours, again, because we who we picked uh, on the guarantors and they stayed open, um, we didn't have any kind of request at all. So I think that was good to pick to stay with that, those high credit tenants like that on the retail front.
1: Yeah. Yeah. No, that's incredible. Uh, great to know that as well. Uh, yeah. I would speak to uh, maybe a couple item, a couple of things that uh, maybe the passive investor would need to know when they're investing with an operator. Uh, in in a triple net fund or something like that. What are some questions? You know, if they've always done multifamily, what are some things they need to know about that type of fund?
0: Sure. Yeah. I mean, I think it's it's uh definitely you know what's the track record. Um, so the and also you know you you need to ask you know what's the biggest risk. So the biggest risk to those is buying one store, um, and and that's why we do a fund setup structure. That's the only fund structure we do is with those because if you buy one store, it, it it's it could be risky, right? Because it's like a it's like buying a single family home. If you're vacant, you're 100% vacant. Uh, so it's more risky to buy one house than three. Uh, so, anyways, that's the thinking is that we put into a fund structure. So that was a big deal. Um, the other thing too is, do they have experience um, repurposing buildings? So um, we haven't had any go dark um, since 20 or since we started. Um, we've done a lot of renewals already, um, but what we have made us made a, a point to do is acquire. Uh, former Walgreens that are now um, that now have tenants like Family Dollar, or Dollar General. Um, so we have that experience and know kind of what they're looking for, um, uh, because you're what we're seeing now is even if a uh, Walgreens or CVS goes dark, you're seeing these dollar stores want to move up in square footage to those. Uh, and then the same thing, if you're if you see some Family Dollar Dollar Tree and they almost never go dark, but if they do, you're seeing um auto parts uh companies trade up to this space so they're, they're they're what's interesting is no one really reports on it all these retailers want more square footage um so we all we all hear this like amazon is is going to take all the business well um amazon uh has retail locations now uh that you can walk into and then also um all these retailers that we've seen they're they're, they, they're trading up when they can. Uh, for for bigger square footage. So you're it's interesting to see that actually inside um, on that. And then and then how high credit are your tenants? Um so we are 100% high credit. Um so all of our uh tenants except for one at, at one location, they're all publicly traded. Um the one that's not publicly traded, they are still high credit the parent company. It's an LA fitness outside of Orlando. Um but they uh they they still guarantee the 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 uh the rent. So we're Uh, We are 100% high credit. A lot of folks are maybe 60, 70% that are in the business as well. So,
1: okay. So that passive investor, man, they need to know obviously the operational experience of the operator, right. Or have they done this before? No doubt, but I liked what you said, you know, the biggest risk is buying one store. Right. Uh, I, you know, <laughs> sometimes I, I think you would, uh, maybe even investor, uh, uh, you know, of a group that they trust, they might want them to only, they, the thinking might be, well, I only want them to start with one first. Right. right. Uh, but yeah. man, that, that could be <laughs> the opposite of, of what really needs to happen. Right. But I, I like that. Uh, you said that, but, uh, uh, and, and then that's why you did a fund structure, no doubt about it. Uh, it what about, uh, you know, I was thinking about that type of project, that type of building. Uh, are you all managing those as well? Probably we a lot do. less management, less hassle, I'm sure, right?
0: Yeah, it's a lot less management, but you do have to do some. So we we did have to create a new management company actually in-house once they hit about, I think, stores for 30. Um, just because you do. So we we get reimbursed for property taxes and insurance. Um, but you still have to pay it and submit it and get reimbursed. And so track that. And then um, some of these are double net um, assets. So so kind of a worst case scenario um, for is our typically family dollars. Uh, those um, were responsible for the roof, the structure, the parking lot, and part of the HVAC. Um, and so we have to manage that as well on the CapEx side as well. So it was, it was enough that we around, like I said, I think it was around 30, store 30 that we created that new um, management company. Um, and like you said, it's a lot less, but it, there, there's still enough to be where you need some hands-on, uh, hands-on experience about getting reimbursed and all that.
1: Yeah. Wow. Okay. Uh, and then you know, I want to uh, I want to dive in more in a moment to the uh, uh, office conversion. I know we've received a lot of questions about that, and or people wondering, hey, is that even possible? And, and you know, they've heard a lot of the issues you know that you run into. Sounds like you're tackling that head on and. And um, but I want the listener to know we're going to jump into that in, in another segment in just a moment, um, Kenny. Before we do, how can the listeners get in touch with you and learn more about you? Sure,
0: yeah. The best place, and we're all over social media. So Facebook, um, the interns finally have me on Instagram. Uh, we've got a YouTube channel as well with educational content. Uh, but the place, best place to get a hold of us is Wolf with an E uh, and that'll um, that'll like, get you into our website. And then if you want to join our list or see what we're doing. Um, Again, follow us on social media, but or drop your email there on the website. Um, You'll get on our list.
1: Thank you for being with us again today. I hope that you have learned a lot from the show. Don't forget to like and subscribe. I hope you're telling your friends about the Real Estate Syndication Show and how they can also build wealth in real estate. You can also go to lifebridgecapital.com and start investing today.